This reading is from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. It begins with the 19th verse. And if you remember from Easter Sunday, Mary had gone to the tomb and then had gone back and and Peter and the, and the disciple whom Jesus loved came rushing back and they saw that the tomb was empty. Then they went back to wherever they were staying and Mary was there and Mary encountered Jesus. And so then she had gone back and told them that she had seen Jesus. But now, as I said in the children's message, well, this is what happens. When it was evening on the first day, the first day of the week, And the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Here ends the reading. The disciples are on the verge of something that they have yet to understand. They're on the verge of something completely new and different. And where are they? They're locked in the house for fear of those who they think might threaten them. They're in this place, and I just imagine it, I'm sure it wasn't dark, but I I just sort of imagine them being, you know, because when you're locked in fear, like I almost imagine them cowering, you know, being very careful about if they're lighting candles or or whatever they're doing, you know, almost in in a very dark place. And but something is happening, something's going on, and they're just they're not for sure quite where this is going to to wind up. And as I began to reflect on this and I began to reflect on our first scripture, which talked about that we have been given a new birth into a living hope, I began to think about a baby in the womb. What is it like for this child that has been growing and gestating, as we would say, inside of its mother and everything is provided, all the nourishment, all the all the safety and security, hopefully if the pregnancy has gone well, 
Everything's there. But then there comes a time when, I don't know, maybe they've done studies about this, but there's got to come a time when the baby knows that something is changing. Something's happening around in this, in this very safe and protected place. And, and maybe the child hasn't known any what we would call fear yet. But I can just imagine at least there's got to be some anxiety as the mother's body begins to have contractions and, and as things begin to happen and things begin to move around and as the, the baby flips around and is being ready to be delivered on the verge of something brand new and the child doesn't know what it is and I cannot imagine that the child cannot not be scared and fearful. And so in a sense it feels like the disciples are in this womb but a womb of fear. They're just, they're not really sure what's on the other side of this and they lock the doors and Jesus Jesus comes to them and says, peace be with you. He comes to them right where they are in the midst of their fear, in the midst of of everything that's happening, in the midst of their prognostications about what may or may not happen to them. Will they die? Will they not? Will they be arrested? Will they not? Will they be tortured? What will happen to them? He comes to them and he just says, shalom. May God give you every good thing. He gives them a blessing. And even though they're amazingly happy to to see him and they celebrate, I just cannot imagine that they're still wondering, "What, what does this mean? What is this about? And he comes to them and then he does this. After he says this, he says, peace be with you. He says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. If you don't know the word that we get for apostle, apostados in the Greek means the sent out ones. Means those who are sent out. We're not to be the ones who are cowering in our homes for fear. We are to be the ones who are, who are going out with love and with grace and with hope. And so then he breathes on them and he says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And it just makes you think about, if you have biblical knowledge at all, it makes you think about back in Genesis, as God brings together the mud and the dust and the dirt of the earth that God creates and forms this human form And then God breathes God's spirit into that form and animates it. There is the first birth. Adam is born with God's breath and God's spirit. And the disciples here are rebirthed by the spirit. They're rebirthed by the spirit. To become something new, something different. In the scripture it says that we are dead in our sins. We live in a body of death. Until Jesus, until his death and resurrection and we receive the Holy Spirit. That we are rebirthed into a new and a living hope. 
that our sin is taken away, the, the bondage to that sin and the bondage to death that we have, that that is all gone when we are washed and when we die and rise with Christ in our baptism, that we are rebirthed by the Spirit when we receive the Holy Spirit and we are sent out in this new and this living hope. And so no longer do we need to fear death, no longer do we need to, to fear what may happen because one of the things that, that we learn And I think that I've learned maybe most from my Buddhist teachers and friends that I've known over time is that everything about life is temporary. Everything. The fear that you might be feeling, it's a feeling and feelings come and go. The anxiety that you might have about what's going to happen or where it's going, it's a feeling and feelings come and go. Will Smith said, and I can't believe I'm quoting Will Smith in a sermon, but Will Smith said that danger is real, but fear is a choice. Fear is a feeling that we have that that we can allow to run away with us. So will we embrace the Holy Spirit and receive that Holy Spirit and be rebirthed into a new and living hope so that faith might conquer fear? Will we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit now in this time and in this place to do whatever is necessary within whatever means that we have to bless other people? Because there are people in every time and every place who are like Thomas. And listen, Thomas gets a bad rap. He really does. I, I think it's, it's, it's really unfortunate in some ways that he got the moniker Doubting Thomas Because if you know anything about him from the scripture, I just encourage you to go look up where Thomas is in the scripture. He's one of the most faithful disciples that we hear about. And he just wants what the other disciples got. Because I'm sure they said, we got to touch him, we got to feel him. And and I'm sure he's thinking, God, I I just want to do that. I can't believe that he's real until I get what they've gotten. But there are a lot of people that are like Thomas, right? I'm not going to believe it until I see it. You talk about Jesus, you talk about your faith, you talk about your church, you talk about the body of Christ, you talk about all this stuff, but I'm not going to believe it until I see it. All, All of your words are something, but until you show me your belief, and that in the Gospel of John, when it says believe, it's always an action word, it's not just a head thing. Until you show me, I'm not going to believe. Will we allow faith to overcome fear? What will we show our neighbors and the world about this new and living hope that we have been birthed in? What will we show them now? What kind of people are followers of Jesus? Because this is a living hope. This is a breathing hope. If you think about, he breathed the Holy Spirit in him. The Spirit is a wind and a flame. It's ruach, it's breath. It's not some dead belief in just some old dogmatics and some application of life that doesn't mean anything. Our our dogma and our doctrine are very important only if they bring us to life. Only if they lead us into being sent out like, like apostles to love and to care for other people. 
And we have this living hope and it is a hope that draws us forward. It calls us out to share what we have even in the midst of fear and anxiety. Even in the midst of uncertainty. Because all of that is going to change. Now, we don't know whether we think it will change for better or worse, but it will change. Just wait. You don't have to do anything, it'll change. You don't have to do anything. Your feelings will change. But I guarantee you that if you lock into the fear, you lock into the anxiety, those things will continue to grow in you and make your life even more difficult. But when you wrap your arms around the Holy Spirit, or conversely, when you let the Holy Spirit wrap its arms around you and to fill you with that life-giving spirit, and allow yourself to be rebirthed into this new and living hope, you find ways to overcome that fear and anxiety. You let go of the things that you're afraid of losing because you know that in Christ you already have everything. And that even death, even death cannot separate you from the love of Christ. And so I know I know that right now it may feel like we are in the womb and there are forces outside of us that we don't understand, but we know something's changing, we know something's coming, we know something's happening, and we don't have any control or very little control over what those things are. But we are the ones who, like those first disciples, have been given the Spirit. We have been sent out just as Jesus was sent to us we are sent into the world we have been given a new birth into a living hope in Christ and so the may the spirit fill you with joy as you are rebirthed and as you live this new life and this living hope amen